High Praise Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Garrett, Youth Pastor at High Praise Panama City. I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. No matter if you just missed a service or if you happen to stumble across our show, we believe and we pray that God is going to bless you through today's episode. So open up your hearts, receive what God has in store for you. The table, the table. I feel like it's been 12 weeks since last week. We're at, we're at week two of the table. Go to, with me to Luke chapter 18. Go with me to Luke 18. Uh, we're going to talk about two different people today. Everyone know who um, Zacchaeus is? Tax collector. Anything else? What else do we know about Zacchaeus? He was short. It's true. He is short. That is part of his story. He's a shorty. Anything else? We know that he was a bad guy and he was short, so short bad guy. Anything else? Anything else we know about Zacchaeus? Go him once. All right, no. All right, what do we know about the rich young ruler? Doesn't even have a name, but he has a title. What do you know about the rich young ruler besides that he's rich and he's young and he's a ruler? Huh? Anyone give me one fact about this guy? I'll put your name in the Air Force drawing. Give me one fact about this guy that besides he's rich and he's young and he's a ruler. Okay, Gage, that's a good one. Bella, what were you going to say? Gage said he cares too much about his worldly possessions. He could have been. He could have been. Yeah, he's, he's the guy that said no. That is, well, you're not wrong. Fast twice a week. Ooh, what version? What version? <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about these two people. Uh, we're going to be in Luke 18 and Luke 19. Starting in Luke 18, though, it's actually Luke 18, 18. So let's go to Luke 18, 18. We are going to talk about the rich, young ruler first, and then we're going to talk about Zacchaeus, <clears throat> the wee little man. Was he? I actually don't know that song. Um, you don't know that song? You don't know the wee little man song? I just hear I don't know it. That's what I just said. I don't know the song. I just, I just hear it referenced all the time. Anyone know it? Alexis is singing it. Alexis knows it. Good job for those of you that know it. All right, y'all ready? Gave you time to get there, be there. Hey, I want to encourage you guys. I know um, I know we like to have fun and we goof off, but just for the next few minutes, um, we're going to stop. We're going to pray, and I just want you to really kind of hone in and lock in on the scriptures with me uh, as we go to God's word tonight. Just um, Try to apply yourself uh, in these situations. Put yourself in their shoes. Uh, and I believe that God wants to do something in our hearts. So uh, bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's pray for a moment. Father, we come before you tonight just humbly and hungry. Lord, looking and wanting to know what you have to say to us, God, what your word is speaking. Lord, but ultimately what your spirit wants to do in each and every one of our lives tonight, Lord. So uh, we take a moment, God, and we just with open hands say, Lord, we want whatever you have for us. God, we, we openly receive uh, any word, any knowledge, any transformation that needs to happen in our life, in my life, Jesus. We give you permission. Everyone say, I give you permission. Amen. All right, let's go. Luke 18, 18 uh, is the story of the rich, young ruler. So here we go. Y'all ready? Who here brought a physical Bible? Oh, we're multiplying. Yes. Phase on, you started a trend. Look at you. <laughs> Is it still Bianca's? All right, here we go. 
I've said it 20 times. A ruler asked him, talking to Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Ooh. So he's asking Jesus, God, how do I go to heaven? Or good teacher, how do I go to heaven? Uh, Jesus responds. Jesus kind of sassy sometimes. He says, why do you call me good? Not even answering the question. You ever been answered a question with a question? You ever ask your parents a question, they instantly ask you another question? It's kind of what Jesus is doing, only it has nothing to do with the topic. He says, why do you call me good? Jesus asked him, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. The rich young ruler responds in verse 21, he says, I have kept all of these from my youth. Old guy. Verse 22, Jesus heard this and he told him, you still lack one thing. Sell all you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. So like, um, I can't remember who said it. Someone said it. This man was given an invitation in the same way that Peter was given an invitation. He was given an invitation the same way John, same way all the guys were given an invitation. This man was given an invitation. As the story goes, verse um, 23 says, After he heard this, he became extremely sad. Because he was very rich. Oh. Now, yeah, right? Sad, sad man, sad, sad guy hours. Um, verse 24 says, Seeing that he became sad, Jesus said, How hard is it for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And we're going to stop right there. Now, skip the verse, sorry, chapter 19 in Luke. Just go a few more verses down, and we are going to go to chapter 19. This is the story of Zacchaeus. Chapter 19 starts with this. It says, he entered Jericho. You remember the walls falling down? Cool. So fast forward, now Jesus is in Jericho. In Jericho, and he was passing through, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector. It's the only time that title is given to anyone in the entire New Testament. Chief tax collector Zacchaeus. And then it ends with, and he was rich. So again, talking about rich people tonight. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able to because of the crowd since he was a short man. No excuses. So running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus since he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down because today it is necessary for me to stay at your house. Your parents ever tell you it's rude to invite yourself over? Tell them Jesus did it. So he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. All who saw it began to complain. Ooh. He's gone to stay with a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I will pay back Four times. I'm going to say four times. It's a lot. Today salvation has come to this house, Jesus told him, because he too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and save the lost. Now, we just read in chapter 18, we have this rich young ruler, not even given a name, comes to Jesus says, hey, what do I have to do to make sure I have eternal life? I do think it's very, very important that we, we recognize the fact that this man does not ask, Lord, how do I spend eternity with you? 
He doesn't say, Lord, how do I make sure that I spend eternity in heaven? He specifically asks, how can I ensure I have eternal life? He's asking a question that's kind of backhanded to Jesus. Like, hey, how do I just make sure I don't die? Right? Jesus goes on, tells him, well, you've kept all the commandments. And then Jesus kind of throws a curveball at the guy, and he says, but you lack one thing. Go and sell all of your possessions, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. Notice he didn't do that to Peter. He didn't do that to, we don't, we don't have record of him doing that to anyone. In fact, he doesn't even say that to Zacchaeus. Right? So this guy doesn't even, we don't even have a recorded response. It simply says he turns away sad. Like, Jesus says, go sell everything, give it to poor, then come follow me. And God just kind of looks at him and is like, just kind of ghosts him. Doesn't, doesn't, we, have, we have no dialogue here. Just turns away, probably hangs his head and is like, no, that's okay. And then the very next chapter, here comes one of the richest guys recorded in the New Testament. So I want to give you a little background about who Zacchaeus had to be. Jericho at this time, this is far, far, this is hundreds and hundreds of years after the Israelites have marched around Jericho and the walls came crashing down and, you know, the prostitutes saved everybody. Like, that's a completely different story, which we've gone over this year. So fast forward to this day, and Jericho is one of the most prosperous, um, basic, like, port cities in the area. Because they're in a tropical oasis, they have water, they have aqueducts. This is where Herod resides. Uh, this is, if you ever read the story about Herod um, drowning one of his own sons, this is where he did that. Like, it's a really, really weird place in history. And Jesus uh, doesn't really spend a whole lot of time here, but this is the one moment that he is here. And so Jericho is kind of like, Jericho is kind of like New York City, right? It's like Los Angeles is where all the rich people are. It, it, people make money upon money upon money. If you live in Jericho, you have money. And so now we have, we know that the chief tax collector of Jericho, Zacchaeus, is now taxing the really, really wealthy Jews. And I think, I, I'm not sure if, I've told, if we've talked about this or not, so I'm going to do it anyway. Tax collectors were specifically hated during this time because, so Rome invades, Rome covers, and has complete control over all of Israel. And so what Rome does is they appoint tax collectors in every city and every location, Jewish people, and say, hey, you now work for us. And you're going to make sure that we get our taxes and we give you the authority to do whatever necessary to get our payment from the people. And so you know what tax collectors did? They used whatever means necessary to make sure Rome got their money and then they got their share. So China invades the United States. China rules over everybody. China says, hey, this is their tax collector for Panama City. Make sure that all of their taxes come to us. And at any one point, we can determine what those taxes are. We can, we can deem them for this week. They're going to be 50% of everyone's paycheck. Maybe next week it'll be 80. And so guys like Zacchaeus would go door to door. They'd set up little stations, and they'd have soldier, Roman soldiers with them and say, hey, this, we've recorded that you've made this much money here this week. The taxes right now is going to be 80%. And if you don't give me what I want on top of it, I'll just tell them you didn't pay it. These were some of the most hated people. They were, they, they, they were traitors. They were hated. They stole. 
They ruin people's lives. Like, this isn't like, oh, we just don't like them because they're bullies and they're mean. They were hated. And Zacchaeus is the chief tax collector of the wealthiest city in the area. He was despised. He was despised by the Pharisees, the Jews. Everybody would have hated Zacchaeus. Even though he was a short little man, he had to have been filthy, filthy rich. But there's one line that I've read that really indicates the difference. Verse 3 in chapter 19 says this, referring to Zacchaeus. It says, he was trying to see who Jesus was. He was trying to see who Jesus was. It's real simple. The biggest difference between the rich young ruler who kept the commandments, so he was a holy guy, good guy, didn't do anything wrong, people liked. Most historians believe he was most likely a Pharisee or ruled over a synagogue, something like that, was obviously religious, obviously Jewish, knew the commandments and kept them, right? So was a liked person at least. But all he, all he knew was a transactional relationship with the Lord. And he had lived his life in this way where he could only see God as the relationship was transactional. And on the complete other end of the spectrum, we have probably someone who I would argue is wealthier, who is a horrible person, who does not do nice things, is not loved in the community, but he wants to see who Jesus is. And the stories end completely different. Now, I know when we read it in chapter 19, it goes really quick, right? It says, so he came down, uh, came down and welcomed him joyfully. All who saw it began to complain. He's gone to stay with the sinful man. So all the Jews people were like, what, what the heck is he doing? Verse 8, but Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, I will give half of my possessions to the poor. This I do not think happens immediately. So we read it. I, don't, I do not think that Zacchaeus gets down from the tree and is like, you can have half my money because you asked me to come out of the tree. Jesus says, Zacchaeus, it is necessary for me to come to your house today. So what I believe happened is Zacchaeus comes down, probably nervous as all get out. One of the nicest, biggest houses in all of Jericho. They go, they dine. The disciples probably eat the best meal they've ever had in their life. And somewhere in the midst of Jesus having a conversation with Zacchaeus and Jesus sitting at his table and Jesus just, and Zacchaeus getting to see who Jesus really is, by the end of this meal, Zacchaeus says these words. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesus says these words. Today, salvation has come to this house. Jesus told him, because he too is a son of Abraham, for the son of man has come to, come to seek and save the lost. But I want to point out one more thing. At the end of the rich young ruler in chapter 18, Jesus says this. He says, how hard is it for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. So the chapter before, baby, So cute. Distraction. The chapter before, we have Jesus basically saying, he says this audibly, it's in red. He says it to his disciples, how hard it will be for rich people to enter the kingdom of God. And then like the next day, they're dining with one of the richest, most hated men in all of Israel, and he gets saved. 
it's not a coincidence that this hap- that this lines up this way. Jesus wanted to make a point by saying it is ex- it will be extremely difficult for rich people to enter into the kingdom. This is why we can celebrate and cheer on Zacchaeus so much. The biggest difference the rich young ruler was transactional, Zacchaeus was transformational. When Zacchaeus met with Jesus, he transformed to the image of Jesus. When the rich young ruler met with Jesus, he wanted to make a deal. What do I have to do to get to heaven? I've kept the rules. What else is there? I'm just trying to punch the checklist to make sure we're good. But he had no interest in becoming like him getting to know him, it was a simple question. I do not think the rich young ruler had any interest in actually following Jesus. Because the deal was, go sell, half your, go sell your possessions and come follow me. If it would have been, go sell all of your possessions and I will double them and you will have a mansion in heaven, I think the rich young ruler might be like, oh, okay. But the deal was, go sell everything and come follow me. And I think that's what turned him away the most. He was simply looking to make a deal with Jesus. He was simply looking to make sure that he could go to bed peacefully at night in his giant castle, whatever he lived in. My my, my message to you is very simple here tonight. Which one are you? Have you made a business deal with the Lord? Or have you been transformed to become like Jesus. Jesus, we don't have record of the dialogue, but at least we know we, at no point did Jesus be like, all right, here's the deal. Deal or no deal. You ever seen that show with the bald man, doesn't like germs, don't know his name? Howie, Steve Harvey? No, not Steve Harvey. Whoa, I didn't say that. Someone else said that. He is, yes, Mandel, thank you. That guy. Y'all know that show? And the people pick the suitcases, and the guy's like, all right, this is the deal we're going to make. We're going to offer you this much for your suitcase. And they keep risking it and risking it and risking it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Good. It has nothing to do with anything other than that. I just want to establish that I'm not that old. Okay? So, essentially, that's what's happening. Right? But because, listen, watch, 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 watch. Because Zacchaeus gets transformed in a moment and realizes this is truly the son of God. I will follow him and become like him. He makes the proclamation. He says, um, (coughs) it says, look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor. I'll give half my possessions. Jesus told the other guy, give everything. He says, I'll give half my possessions to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, which he definitely had, I will pay back four times as much. I will pay four back, four times as much back. That wasn't a command from God. That wasn't the deal. It's like, all right, this is how you're going to atone for your sins and become a good person. We're going to make a deal. Let's do a little math. How much have you stole? How many people? Blah, 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 blah. But Jesus... Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and save the lost. 
Zacchaeus got a revelation as to who Jesus was. And nothing, nothing else mattered. His heart was transformed. He went from a thief to now one of the, well, one of the most generous people, I guess you could use that word. He went from a liar, a stealer, a traitor. He's going to give half to the poor, and he's going to use the other half to repay what he's stolen. He probably was not left with much after this. He definitely was not a tax collector after this. And he's not mentioned again. My honest opinion, Rome kills him. Honesty time, Zacchaeus dies shortly after this. That's what I think. Is it in the Bible? No. But if I, if I, you want my honest opinion, that happens. Rome's furious because they just lost their money and their chief tax collector in the richest city. Zacchaeus dies, or he 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 disappears. That's how I. That's how this story plays out. But Zacchaeus became like Jesus, and was willing. Hear me, not just willing, eager eager to get as far away from the world as possible far as far away as his old self as possible caitlin you guys can come up because I'm, I'm basically done this is this is the line so many of us never ever cross most of the time in church most of the time whenever we are presented with the gospel we do what the rich we would never admit it but we do what the rich young ruler does and we're transactional well, I can keep this, this, and this. I can keep playing this sport. I can keep this girlfriend. I can keep these friends here. God, you can have this during this season. And we, we play like this, this little, we play Tetris with God trying to move pieces around. And when he gets this part, you take back this part. And when he has this part of your heart, you take back this part. As long as you still can feel comfort in knowing that if you die, you go to heaven, you and God are just, it's like playing Monopoly with the Lord, buying and selling constantly between the two of you as to who's going to get what, who's going to keep what. Well, I've kept the commandments. I've still been good. Guys, can I just be honest with you? If you come to church every week, well, I hope you come to church every week, when you come to church, regardless of how long it is, and if your mind, you're thinking, I've behaved pretty well this week. vice versa and you come in and you're like man I have been talking like a sailor I have messed up I have lied cheated still and your sorry your church attendance how you worship is contingent upon your performance you have a transactional relationship with the Lord where you hold the power relationship with God can rise and fall based upon your emotions or your behavior or how well you're doing in life. That is a transactional relationship with God where you hold the key. That is not how it should be whatsoever. Your relationship with the Lord should be that which Zacchaeus got a piece of. That when you became, when you accepted Jesus, when you met Jesus and you saw who he was, it was take it all. And I'm going to do everything I can to become like you. If, if something gets in the way, you can have it. If I've wronged anyone, let's make it right. And it's this reckless abandonment to become like Jesus.
that so many of us miss out on because we'd rather play Tetris and we'd rather play Monopoly with the Lord. We would rather have this conversation as to what can you have and what can I have. to become like Zacchaeus. Help us to be transformed into your image. Help us to get a revelation of who you are. Help us to get a revelation of what our lives should look like after we've said yes. 
that once we say yes to you, everything changes. That once we say yes to you, nothing gets to look the same. And we become like you. We talk like you. We act like you. We're generous like you. We forgive people like you. So high praise, here's what we're gonna do for the next few minutes. I want you to give God permission to search your heart. To search your heart and find out. To search your heart and see. Are you, are you transformed or are you transactional? Is it God, I've, I've gone to church, I've done this, I've prayed, I've worshiped you. Or is it transformational? And some of you tonight need to ask yourself some, some real, real hard questions. Because if you're playing this control game with God where you get to control some things and he gets to control some things, he gets to have your Wednesday nights, but you get to have he, you get to have Friday nights. That's got to end. Because you don't have a relationship with the Lord. You don't have a revelation of who Jesus is. Father, search our hearts. Search our minds. Convict us of a false faith. Convict us, God, if we have a relationship with you that is an exchange. Lord, we give you permission. We lay down our lives asking that you would transform us. Transform us to become like you. Transform us to be like you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back into worship. We're going to open the altar. And I just believe that many of us in this room need to, need, to, need to get right with the Lord in this sense. Because many of you, many of you have a... Many of you are just caught in the transactions. And for some of you, this altar has been something of a transaction. God and say, all right, God, you can have this. I'm going to surrender this part now. I'm going to give this part now. I'm going to think about and pray about how this isn't good in my life. But hear me. Feeling bad about your sin and feeling bad about what's wrong in your life is not repentance. The rich young ruler left sad because he realized he realized he didn't have it in him to do it. Being sad and feeling sorry for yourself is not repentance. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. But coming before the Lord and just being sad, coming before the Lord and just being like, this is hard. That's exactly what the rich young ruler did. May we not be people who come to an altar and just be sad and just leave the same exact way. But may we be a people who can come and seek and 
see who Jesus is and then let him transform you to his image. Let him transform you to become like him. Let him transform you to think like him. Transformation starts with the way that you think. So if you're here tonight and you need to not make a deal, not make a transaction, but if you're here tonight and you either need to just start with what Zacchaeus started with, just the curiosity to, to see Jesus, I want you to come down to the front. And honestly, I want you to come down to the front, and I prefer it if you would just kneel down at the front. If you're here and you just need to at least see who Jesus is, that's your invitation. Or if you're here and you've been like the rich young ruler and every time you encounter Jesus, you just leave sad and there's not real change, I need you to come down to the front. If it's just a transaction, if it's just a deal, if it's just God, you can have this, but I'm gonna have this. If that's what it is, that has got to end. It has got to stop. Because hear me, it doesn't just have to stop because it's not good for you. It has to stop because the devil's got you in a cycle. Father, may we be transformed by you. May we be a people who is transformed by who you are, Jesus. For the next few moments, I don't care if you're at the front or if you're in the back, if you're at your seat. We are going to pursue the Lord. Some of you just need to have a little bit of a curiosity to see who Jesus is. And I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if it's been a long week. There is nothing going on in your life right now that matters more than this moment right here. There is nothing that matters more than making sure you have a relationship with Jesus that is causing you to become like him. So, Father, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you that we can be like Zacchaeus. We have the opportunity to become like you. Transform us, God, by the way that we think. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for downloading today's message. Again, we hope that it encouraged you, blessed you, and edified you. If you are a high school, middle school, or even a uh, young adult in the Panama City area, we would love to have you come be a part of our services at High Praise Panama City. Our YTH services are every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. The mix, our pre-service time, starts at 5 o'clock. We would love to have you out. If not, find a way to connect with us on Instagram at hp.yth. We would love to connect with you in some way, and God bless.